Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. <laughs> It's Christmas in Cabin Country with Bajorn and Fudd. Let's go to Cabin Country for Christmas. Not far from St. Paul's glowing number one. When it snows a lot, fire up the coffee pot. We'll hear stories until the coffee's gone. Cabin's country at Christmas time. Ten thousand lakes all covered with snow. We spend more time indoors pining the great outdoors. Drink your coffee, sit near the fire's glow. We spend more time indoors pining the great outdoors. Drink your coffee and join us on the show. Welcome again, ladies and gentlemen, to Cabin Country. <clears throat> Excuse me. My goodness, Fudd. I'm all choked up already. It, yeah, it's the 40th the episode, Fudd. It's the 40th episode. 40 episodes. My goodness. It's a drop in the bucket to a lot of podcasters out there. It is. But, uh, it is. For us, doing our one a, one a month, you That's know. That's right. That's right. Because Don puts so much he does. sweat into each episode. Don, Don lives his craft. That's right. He does. But we're here, and, and it's uh, December, it's the holiday season, FUD, and it is high Indeed. time, I think, for the 40th episode, and we've, we've yeah. got a lot to be thankful for, of course. That's right. And just thinking about uh, just last week, sitting here on the outside of the Oakdale Studios, and enjoying the high 40s, low 50s, and my gosh, it's December, and it sure doesn't feel like it. And yeah. I don't believe it, and... Uh, Watching the leaves blow by and ducks out on the pond and right now here we are a week later and if ducks were on that pond they'd be walking <laughs> yes it, uh, waddling it is, it is seasonally appropriate I guess we could say that it has uh, overnight plunged yes <laughs> wow into something a lot more seasonal here we are in December it's uh, the seventh today a day which will live in infamy of course yes uh, yes 80th I believe anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor and. Uh, and uh, the attack on the barometer. My goodness, right. it uh, just, wow, all of a sudden. It just all of a sudden. You know, we uh, kind of came into FUD at, at uh, our place in, in St. Paul, some extra greenery from a good friend who said, hey, here's some uh. pine boughs and, and uh, juniper boughs, and you should put them in a decorative vase on your front steps. Oh, yes. Get all seasonal, and I you know, was asked by my lovely bride if I could go out and attach some seasonal plastic ornaments 
just no yeah. lights, just just some Christmas some bulbs. bulbs. Get them out there, yeah. make it look more seasonal. And I think I worked for about seven minutes and lost <laughs> all feeling in both hands. Well, <laughs> thought, yeah. My goodness gracious, it was almost fifty degrees one week ago. Yeah. And uh, and then bam, down into the single digits, and then with that wind. Oh yeah. Well yeah. below zero. Yeah, without a doubt. And I thought to myself, how cold is it? I stepped in the house, my glasses immediately turned into... Fogged up. Fog. Yeah. yeah. And I, as I walked into the, the front wall of the living room, realized <laughs> I can't see and I can't feel my hands. And uh, welcome to December. It's, right. It is that time of year. But uh, what perfect, perfect uh, weather for our 40th holiday episode. I think so. Episode. Yes. I mean, this is by default kind of our holiday episode. We... Meant to kind of string it out a bit, folks, and include some Thanksgiving stories and all that good stuff, and then sure. we realized, you know, it's behind us. Yeah, we're past that. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and forget the I turkey mean, and passing out on the couch and all that good stuff. Christmas will pass by soon oh, enough, so... Oh, my goodness, it's going to come flying by. and Might as well uh, enjoy it here. Enjoy it while we can. On its, on its while approach. While I, I will say, uh, today was the day where um, same lovely wife of mine decided she'd do me a, f- a favor and bring my car in to get the seasonal oil change and the winter tires oh, put on the vehicle so I can basically kind of get anywhere without any worry. And so I took her car, which is kind of a glorified roller skate <laughs> um, without the seasonal tires on them yet. No and, traction. Uh, no traction whatsoever. It weighs about, you know, 75 pounds, I think, that car. and. <laughs> 200 and something after I get in and still too light and and today was kind of crazy I was just like well it's snowing it's six o'clock in the morning and this is supposed to be gone by 11 or whatever and looked outside again at one and it actually picked up and I thought this is gonna be an interesting slide home on 35 and right honestly it wasn't bad fun I, I were you out today did you get out did you I did a little driving some errands yeah and uh, I did it was the first Real shovel of the driveway of the yes, year, but yes. even that was is very lightweight. When it's this cold, right. you know, and it was in the teens this today, and so yeah. so it was very light, powdery snow. You could have feather like, could have blown it off the driveway with a, a leaf blower, or correct? Something. But correct. Um, so yeah, it was an easy job of it, which is okay. We'll have plenty more opportunities for the heavy, wet stuff later. But, oh, I think without a doubt, yeah, some backbreaking material, but not there yet, not there yet. A nice warm up for the. Getting used to things. It was just kind of funny, too. We, I think we granted up with a grand total of about an inch and a half to two inches of feathers. And, yeah. And people were still really struggling. I was on my way over here, and there was all kinds of Cars. emergency vehicles with oh, lights yeah. on and people all over the place. And I thought, wow, it's what, what's it going to be like in February? When, oh, my <laughs> gosh, know? yeah. Here well, it's it al- comes. always a shock. We, here it comes. Even though we count ourselves as experienced winter drivers here in Minnesota. Correct. yes. It's remarkable. Every Minnesotan will tell you that, yeah, we all forget and end up driving crazy and slip sliding. And, right. And a lot of us end up in the ditch anyway. But, um, oh well. You figure it out after a couple of weeks. That's right. A couple of weeks. That's right. And you had a heavier vehicle, I'm assuming. You were. Yeah. I, well, I have the good old van that the uh, Vanagon. Yeah. I've, I've used and have told stories of its unsuccessful. Pulling out of the, you know, the trailer and the boat out of the Gull River. Correct, yes. Because it only has front-wheel drive, I think. Okay, and, yeah. Although today, I, I must admit, I was behind this big truck, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pulling out ahead of me, 
and it was having a heck of a time itself. So oh, I wow. thought, even the big trucks have trouble. Correct. You know, maybe because he had an empty bed in the back. I don't know. Yeah, but. maybe hasn't purchased his tubes of sand yet. Or right. Thrown a couple cinder blocks back right. there or whatever. Well, and it was it was real close to the uh, the big uh, warehouse do-it-yourself center that I sure. usually frequent. Right. Uh, yeah. So maybe he was heading there to get Pull those. Pull in and get his t- sand tubes to way down the back of the truck. All I've I've already stuff. been to said uh, warehouse do-it-yourself center for Christmas decorations and trees. Okay. Real trees. I, I got two of them this year. One for upstairs for the family. Right. And one for our upcoming uh, get-together with uh, none other than Ed Brewster. Sobbing Ed. I don't, and, Coming uh, back. <laughs> right, although I don't think our folks yet have met Ed. Maybe not yet. I don't. Yeah, Ed hasn't uh, but you will, graced us. You will, you will meet him later in this episode. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Ed Brewster has a lot to say. He does. He's talk a with, uh, great man with the model trains. Model and, train, aficionado. Uh, but he's a sentimental guy, Ed he is. He is. He, he talks. Nostalgic. With, with great nostalgia about the good old days down around the grandparents' farm. Yes. The outskirts of Winona. Right. Listening to the... The lonesome whistle of the Sioux line as it uh, oh, yes. went past the the river. Oh, yeah. A lot there. But what were you up to? You were up to something this weekend. I was. I uh, had forgotten how fast time flies. Uh, and and uh, my wife had mentioned we're, we're going to be in the crowd again as the new standards oh. resume live performances of their holiday show. Yes. And uh, big fans, of course, of the new standards, and uh, Chan and, and Steve and John Munson, and always a good time. And so sure enough, there was Saturday, and Martha said, hey, we're getting ready. It's, oh, my gosh. It's, today. it's here already? It's like, today? Wow. You, I thought it was next week. It, no, we've got we've got seats at the 4 o'clock matinee. So we, wow. were, we were in attendance and uh, enjoyed every moment of it. And uh, Where was the venue? Where did they have it? You know, I hope I'm not way off base here, but I'm fairly certain it was the State Theater. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was the State there, right on Happen. The picture you sent me looked like, uh, not that I'm, you know, really up on the interiors of all our theaters right, here in the right. Twin Cities, but uh, I thought, is that the State? I believe so. I believe right. so. Yeah, and the and a couple shots were taken, but not forwarded to me, so there will be more coming for our oh, good. Cabin Country page, but uh, the beautiful, Excellent. beautiful stage, they had it all lit up. It looked like, uh, depending on your view, uh, it looked very much like a very clear winter night sky twinkling with stars everywhere you looked stars and then part of me thought at one point as i kind of sat back in my chair started succumbing to the warmth of the theater it's like <laughs> oh now i'm getting kind of sleepy a bit sleepy and i feel like i'm way up by the hollywood sign looking down at los angeles <laughs> i don't think that's what they intended but uh, oh. beautiful gorgeous and then at certain numbers the stars changed from white blue light to twinkling green and red Oh, it was quite nice. nice. Yeah, it was very, very, very nice. And a lot of the same uh, guests. Past, past guests who are, are good to join them. We uh, were crooned. Well, I didn't do any crooning, but uh, I, I, maybe I did at some points. I'm not quite sure. But yeah, some of the some of the classic entertainers from the New Standards Holiday Show, local uh, singer Abby Wolf, was out again doing a very uh, kind of haunting version of Silent Night. Very beautiful, incredible voice. Uh, Cameron Klinghorn again. He's uh, he's got quite a quite a range. Amazing voice. Good trumpet player. And uh, he did a wonderful version of uh, Smokey Robinson's Tears of a Clown. Uh huh. And uh, some might say Tears of a Clown. 
holiday show. I, <laughs> perhaps the kids who didn't get what they wanted or were so thrilled to get that H.O. train set. I don't know. But tears of joy? or I'm huh. not sure. But it was it was beautiful. Interesting. Well done. And uh, came out again at the end for their annual disco dance party. And they did. Uh, he, he led the vocals on Earth, Wind & Fire's September. Wow. Very nice. Got everybody up and moving. And, uh, you know, uh, Annie, Mack Annie Mack joined the stage a few different times and did some beautiful singing. And uh, Chris Koza was out there again and uh, did, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, feel free to call Don and call Don. Let, let him know if I'm Email. wrong here. But I feel like Chris might have taken lead vocals on their cover of uh, the Beastie Boys' Sabotage, oh. which they morphed into Santa Claus. <laughs> and it was outstanding. I loved every second oh, of it. Cool. It was, it was un- unbelievable. But uh, cool. Yeah, some really, really great music. And uh, Jeremy Messersmith was out again and did a, did a tune. And Matt Wilson and his band was out. He's got a new new band, and they played a couple numbers. And he sat in on Snow Days again, which uh-huh. uh, John Munson was quick to remind the audience. Uh, Matt wrote uh-huh. and in turn gave to John. And uh, he said, you've given me an entire career here. <laughs> Matt, that's incredible. Happy holidays, you know, unbelievable. So that was a lot of fun. And yeah, cool. just, just good stuff and good music. And I think they uh, brought out a YouTube celebrity this year. YouTube uh, celebrity? Yes, a YouTube celebrity. <laughs> Chan Pauling oh. did a lot of lead into like, well, I, I don't know. It's just kind of, so I looked on YouTube and I found this guy. It seemed really great. And so we're going to give him a shot here. Ben Affquack. <laughs> turned out to be a white duck that could play the drums with his feet wow (laughs) it was very very nice and and a a bunch of uh, percussionists came out and joined ben and his uh simple drum roll kind of foot thing (laughs) turned into kind of this almost kind of almost conga line-ish drum Uh routine which then morphed into the old suburbs chestnut love is the law which is Uh if a year goes by and the new standards on stage two things at least don't get played love is the law and snow days there was probably there would be a mutiny yeah, angry people amongst, amongst the crowd. Play those. Uh, okay. People were up and shaking what they had. and it was, it was a lot of fun, but it was great to have it led off by a, by a, a drumming Quack. deck. A deck. Deck. Hey, hey. Drumming <laughs> duck. There we go, yes. And it was just hilarious because his handler, who's on YouTube as well, taught, you know, yeah. was holding the duck and leaning forward with a duck neck and these little feet just going nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He could run a 50-yard dash in about three seconds. Unbelievable. But, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Is Ben Affquack uh, from Minnesota? Where? I, you know, I'm not sure. That's a good huh. question. That's a good question. Because I know in years past, many of the guest musicians often have at least ties to Minnesota, but not always. And, uh-huh. You know, a few years ago, they brought out uh, Santa Claus, who turned out to be John C. Riley. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, but, yeah, usually a strong Minnesota contingent. You know, Gary Lewis from the Jayhawks was on one year, and, and uh, yeah, Chris Koza, I mean, he's a local musician, kind of mm. big fan base. So, it's Messer Smith and Matt Wilson, and uh, yeah, a lot of, lot, of, lot of fun stuff. But uh, I'm not sure if Ben is, in fact, a Minnesota Duck. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to say, out. but he looked like a barnyard denizen, all white, and big white bill, and little orange feet that were drumming like crazy. So, we had a, just a blast, and it was, That's it was great. And then, you know, cleared out after. After uh, Chan played his kind of traditional end of the show, Christmas, Christmas time, time next year. Next year. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It is. I it's, like that. it's very nice. And uh, 
you know, it's always kind of sad too because it's like, well, that's the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> but they had another another show to get ready for that very night, and the snow uh-huh. was starting to come down. So, huh. is that that very light Saturday night snow cover, and uh, I think more fell from the you know ceiling of the state theater that night as they played snow days than actually fell oh, okay. outside. <laughs> but obviously, we got we got our money's worth today. So we did. We, we did, did for a fact. Well, we I do remember a, a year ago they. As we were talking with John Munson on our show, right. they were lamenting how they weren't going to have a show last year. Right, right. But too, uh, too dangerous, too dangerous. Yes, but there they were again. And, uh, I think everybody's feeling. Oh yeah, more cheer yeah. this year Without being able to doubt. get together. I, I tell you, just looking around. Well, because of the warm October November yes. we've had, yes, uh, people got a big head start at least in the neighborhood here around the Oakdale Studios. Yes, so there are lights. All over the place. Lights all over. I, I got mine up before, you know. I, I picked. I usually pick days after the warm spell, and I'm sure. freezing my hands sure. and trying to string the lights up on the end of the the house. But right. Uh, so yeah, filled with filled with cheer. I wanted to uh, back up with Ben Affquack. Yes. Speaking of ducks, because uh, we received an early Christmas present. You, I, yes, I understand. A, a gift came through the Bjorn mail I, for you, Foot. Yes. Well, for Do us. Tell. Please. To Bjorn and Fudd. It just appeared in the mail. Wow. It's a, a music CD, and it's of classic Christmas songs performed by Bucks Ducks. Wow. And the Big Babe, the Big Babe Lake Brass and Bong Ensemble. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. This is Buck Peterson, author of The Complete Waterfowler, a discourse on duck hunting with a little goose on the side. So well, I think he's a northern Minnesota author and, yeah. and uh, well, he's, gr- he's great with a duck call. Well, we did listen here to a few of yes. his offerings and well, enjoyed them mightily, and I'm kind of hoping we can yes. hear back from Buck at some point yeah, to get I, the green light to go ahead. And- I tried to reach out to thank him and ask if we could play some songs, but I think I, I must not have sent out the right... You know, I've got right. more than one. Right. I thought I was using the Cabin Country email. Sure. Yes. But I think I may have... So I'm going to... I'll reach out to him Try again. again. Try again. Say thanks would, would heartily. Be, we would love to merrily. endorse yes. Bucks. I think Ducks. it looks like it. Uh, he made this back in... Uh, well, the copyright starts in 1992. Oh, my. Then, and then 2001. Sure. So it's been around a while. A little bit. And, and of course, yes. CDs. Maybe some of the younger listeners out there are like, what CDs? Uh, what are you Is it streaming about? online or not? Can we find it on Spotify or not? You never know. But anyways, never can tell. I like getting a... Yeah, without a doubt. Wonderful. Thank you, Buck. And it's uh, right, like right said, up our alley. I mean, feel free to uh, contact us and run, run that bias one more time. So this is uh, Buck's Ducks. No, I meant, I meant the oh. actual cabin country. Oh, cabin country. If you're going to try to reach us, how would, how would Buck go about doing that? Well, he Others might as well. What cabin country pod at gmail.com. Well, there we go. That's cabin country pod at gmail.com. Don't, don't forget the uh, cabin country podcast.com website. Correct. Um, and there's lots, you know, all our shows are on there as well. Video off and uh, yeah, the clips and things. You know, we do have a lot of clips. Correct. If if you're not a follower on our Instagram account, then uh, there's always something new we find to upload there. And but you can find all that on the website too. So right. When you're bored on these cold days <laughs> in winter, sitting around and uh, fireplace with your yeah mucklucks on. 
Gonna pour yourself a cup of Mitt's coffee. That's right. We've got these wonderful mugs that you can get too, coffee mugs designed by our good friend Larry Sickman. Right. And for his company, Lake Supply Co. Yes. And uh, great designer of lake art. And um, you can order T-shirts. If you've got a lake that you can't find on his website that you have a cabin on and you're kind of thinking, oh, it'd be great to have a lake T-shirt, you know, custom made with the lake's name on it. Because he made us uh, Gull River T-shirts. Right. That, uh, of course, it's just a little thread of a river that you see the, you see the big words, Gull River, 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 and it's just a and thin a little, a little line. Modern through. art. Yeah, Modern it's, art it's beautifully designed, though, and we, we love it, and uh, our, our little podcast patch on the back of the shirt. Oh, there, there we so, go. So. Absolutely. Anyway, it's, it's good, good stuff. I love it. In the holiday spirit, I know our Instagram has... Perhaps you're wondering what, what to get for that. That's right. Crabby old uncle who likes to sit by himself in a fishing boat. What the hell is this? How about a cabin, cabin country, country mug and he can top off his Joe and right. gripe right. a little and toss that <laughs> meps back out there and try not to bring up a salad. Yes. Actually sounds or pretty or good right now. Bass. Given that temperature yeah. out there, I'm like, hey, I'd... Doesn't take long to start pining for oh, those my goodness. Already, warmer days. Already, already thinking about it, without a doubt. Well, I think Don has a holiday sponsor or two ready to go for us, and when we come back, we'll talk with our friend Ed Brewster about his passion for model trains. So don't go away. We'll be right back. And have yourself a merry little Christmas now. The age-old holiday debate. Do we take that old, dusty, fake tree out of the box and haul its needle-bare boughs up from the basement? Or do we head out to the local fresh tree lot and buy a fragrant Christmas tree that will look great during holiday season, making the inside of any home smell like a sunlit pine forest? I guess it's not much of a choice, is it? But wait a minute, folks. You could take her even one step further, you know. Sure, fresh tree lots are swell. They smell good and they got lots of choices. But have you ever wondered... Geez, I wonder how long ago some hotshot in a buffalo plaid with a McCullough sawed that thing down. For all I know, you'd get her home, and inside of two weeks, it'd be dry as a bone and dropping needles all over the carpet. Sucking water like a dehydrated distance runner, never really looking its best. Well, I'm Eugene Bremerton, but during the late November and December, you can just call me Eugene the Elf. I own a timber stand on the outskirts of town, and I'm a real sap for the holidays. See what I did there? Sap? <laughs> well, I planted and continue to plant every year all your favorite Christmas trees. Fraser fir, Scotch pine, Meyer spruce, balsam fir, Norway pine. That's right, Norway pine, that's the state tree, you know. And it holds decorations and lights real nice, too. I got them in various sizes, and I keep planting them year after year. And the kicker? You get to cut it down yourself. Timber! Once you cut it down, you bring it to me, we'll wrap her up and load it in your trucker car. Don't have a chainsaw or a Swedish saw? I've got loaner hand saws you can use as long as one of my elf helpers comes along with you. I can't loan you our chainsaws. Liability issues, you know. We'll make sure you can take her down and get it in a vehicle. One last seasonal offer here. If the tree is so full of sap that it gets stuck to your coat and you can't really pry yourself loose, I'll knock 10% off the price of the tree. That's right, 10% off the price of the tree. 
I wouldn't try it, though, just to save 10%. That sap is tougher than nails to get off coats and gloves. And the laundry doer at home might have some choice words for you. Anywho, come on down and see us at Eugene the Elf's Holiday Tree Yard. We'll help you get the trunk in your trunk. You see what I did there? (laughs) Nothing says holidays like smoked fish. And no one says smoked fish more clearly than Al the Harbormaster. I've been smoking fine quality lake fish, Cisco's trout for over 30 years. My use of choice North Country pine and young maple in the smoker creates a smoke product that leaps onto crackers all by itself. I finish each smoking run with just a hint of apple wood from the local orchards, so my Harbormaster's Delight run of smoked fish products stands tail fins above the competition. Do yourself and your family a favor and welcome in this holiday's festivities with a spread that includes Al's Seasonal Whitefish Cracker Spread, a party-sized tub of Al's Mixed Smoked Fish Hash, and several fillets of smoked superior lake trout. The rich, reddish mahogany tones of the fillets will have your mouth watering, and the seasonal spreads we offer are also sure to please. In this holiday season, I've done something special. I've caught cooked and slightly smoked a superior-sized portion of freshwater crayfish. They're not all from the big lake, but the smoker doesn't mind and neither will you. A succulent morsel to add to your holiday buffet. Do yourselves a favor and pick up several products from Al the Harbormaster before the holidays arrive. Make your loved ones happy with a smoked whitefish tonight. Well, trains, Bjorn, we know them, we love them, we're always referring to them up at the cabin. Yes, sir, Fudd. Is there anything better than the triple lights of an engine off the side of the freeway as we head up to the Baxter Pillager area? Right, right. Or the distant wail of the train whistle, as I referred to many times in past shows. Oh, God. And it crosses the bridge of the Gull River and echoes Haunting. down the river. The I best, Fudd. love it. The best. And we've both spent our hours with paintbrushes and... Exacto knives in hand, working on an N-gauge or HO scale gauge railroads in my case. Absolutely. Well, you know, I don't think we're alone, Fudd. I think a lot of people really enjoy that. Oh, yeah. You know, let's not kid ourselves. Model railroading is a favorite pastime for many, especially those who love to recreate their favorite places using epoxy, paint, and a little bit of patience. Fudd, I recall your amazing work recreating that riverbed you poured, epoxy and pea gravel. I thought it looked so good, and then... The amazing miniatures you built for that H.O. Gage town. You built that diner, and there was that meticulously put-together service station. Just incredible. What was your favorite part of doing that fight? I like, you know, all the details, like, inside of the little miniature... Real-life... Diner, yeah. Miniature. The details yeah. that you probably wouldn't oh. even see unless you get a magnifying Absolutely. glass. But that, those, are the, those are the parts I love. It's all in the details. Right. Bjorn, we're lucky tonight because we are being joined by Ed Brewster, one of the Upper Midwest's premier model railroaders. Absolutely, yes. Uh, Ed's railroad dioramas have won multiple model railroading awards, Fudd, and he's one of the weekly engineers at the Lexington Circle Model Railroad Association. I know we both enjoyed our our time at the the Circle, and uh, most Saturdays and even some Sundays, we can find Ed acting as the head engineer of that multiple-engine track layout that the Circle boasts so well. Right, right. And those are the... Big O-gauge trains, folks. Working lights, working steam, working whistles. So much fun. Oh, absolutely. Well, Ed is going to call in tonight and join us from his house in the northern suburbs. Uh, Ed, are you there? 
<clears throat> yes, guys, I'm right here, actually adding more ballast to my home setup here in the basement while we talk. Oh, yeah, the ballast, <laughs> ballast. That, that's what goes under the tracks. It's so much fun. Are you, yeah. So do you, do you cement it into place, or do you just let gravity do the work? Oh, no, I'm cementing the ballast into place. Uh, less messy that way, especially if I'm asked sure. to move the tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily, the basement is pretty much mine. Uh, the kids love it down here, but I'm never asked to pull up the tracks by the boss. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> you know right. I mean? The final Excellent. word. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, if I may get the ball rolling here. Absolutely. Ed, most people model a place that is near and dear to them, you know, like Lake Pepin, the North Shore, St. Croix Valley, oh, and yes. the Driftless area. Driftless. What favorite area have you replicated in a train layout and what gauge do you typically work with? Well, that's a great question, Fudd. Uh, I love to work with either HO or N gauge, actually. I do I do find N to be a bit small, but it really saves on space if, if, if you have a moderately sized basement or a ton. And you can maximize your layout with the diminutive size of the engine and the rolling stock. Sure, right. Sure, as right. far as my favorite place to immortalize in layout form, oh... You know, I love the route through southern Minnesota and Wisconsin of the old Milwaukee Road, you know. Mm -hmm. My grandparents uh, were farmers in what I guess we'd call Minnesota's coolie country in the southeastern part of the state. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their dairy farm uh, was in the hinterlands of the Winona area, and I still remember the the quiet nights on the farmhouse porch and hearing the distant train whistles as the Milwaukee Road passed through Winona, you know. Grandma's old Zenith radio glowing in the living room and Grandpa reading The Farmer or Field and Stream as Grandma made popcorn on the gas range in the kitchen. Honkers flying south in in V's over the house and the wail of that train horn. I guess... uh, it brings me back to a simpler time, you know. Yeah. Guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I no, just, that's... The memories, that they're all it's just... Sure, just sure. Just flooding back. Sure, no, no worries. No, no problem. Hey, well, no worries, Ed. Thank this. you. You know, let's let's turn things over to Don here for a second and some words from some of our sponsors as Ed recalls some of the tales for us from Cooley Country and the glory days of the Milwaukee Road right after this. And now, Eggdon Wellhead and Ornest Moore, Blue Troll Coal and Sigmoid Oil. With cooler weather approach, it's time to start thinking about your heating plant. When mornings turn your breath to nights are clear and cold, your fuel source becomes first priority. Blue Troll Coal is the long-lasting, clean-burning coal. Your heating plant burning bright. And if you've made the switch, Sigmoid Oil. Efficient burning and free from the smell of fuel. The oil that will keep your place glowing without cleaning. Tank with Sigmoid oil today. If you are heating your home with coal, Troll Coal is the coal for you. Try a trial ton today. When the blue troll truck arrives, you'll be glad. Here comes the troll. Keep the homes burning with blue troll coal and Sigmoid oil. Well, welcome back. We are lucky enough tonight to be joined by Ed Brewster, the Twin Cities' premier model railroader. You got it. Ed was just about to tell us about why he chose to model the Winona area, this is in the southern part of Minnesota, mm-hmm. as his home layout and what materials he often uses when he gets to work. Right. Ed? You know, it's the, it's the beauty of that bluff country as you, as you follow the mighty Mississippi. This was the wonder of the drive down to Grandparents' sure. Holstein Farm. This, that was it right there. 
you know, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Fudd. I just. Well, that's all, that's all that's right. okay. Hi, are you all right, Ed? How, are you doing all right? Or are you okay? You able to kind of keep going here? Or, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. Well, well, why don't, why don't, that's all right. What, Ed, why, no why don't, uh, let's take another minute um, for Ed to collect his thoughts and revisit some of the specifics of his favorite modeling materials. Yes. So we'll be back in a moment with some focused questions about building railroad layouts with Ed Brewster as soon as we return. Sleep. Perhaps the most important thing in your life. A good night's sleep is more important than just about anything else. White noise and ambient sounds have become calming and soothing sleep producers for many people in our world. Gentle rainfall, sighing winds, the calm hum of a gas furnace. All of these sounds have value in helping you sleep. Why not find your calming ambient sounds in your favorite place, the wondrous outdoors? Drift off to dreamland while listening to the ambient sounds of the Woodland Mystic 2000. The Woodland Mystic generates such soothing sleep sounds as the bedside sleeping Springer, the old TV that has reception problems, the hum of the five-horse outboard, and your friend, the old yellow chainsaw. Nothing helps you succeed in life like a steady sleep cycle, and nothing results in restful slumber like effective ambient sound. The Woodland Mystic 2000 awaits you. Drift off with it tonight. We're back with model railroader exceptional Ed Brewster. Ed, when you begin to craft your trees and your shrubs, and those were always my favorite parts oh, yeah, when I was yeah, doing it, yeah. what type of materials are you using? Is it the factory made ones, or, or do you do it from scratch? You know, the scratch building, as they say, found, with found materials, naturally yeah. sourced materials. Well, I could always find great materials there in the autumn, you know, down around Winona. You bet. Uh, in the ditches and in the pasture lanes. It, um... uh, okay. You know, we're... Quick heads up here from the Gas Station Podcast Network and possibly one more word from a sponsor or for an event coming up in the Cabin Country area soon. Don, take it away. Cabin Country would like to thank you for making the Cabin Country Podcast the number one podcast on GSPN, the Gas Station Podcast Network. If your favorite gas station doesn't play Cabin Country while you are at the pumps filling your tank... Please tell them that you want to hear Cabin Country while you gas up. Nothing says gas like Cabin Country. Cramwell Soups have been providing your family with wondrous kitchen-ready canned soups for decades. Our latest offering, Cramwell's Potato and Pout Chowder. We blend a toothsome collection of chowder-style seasonings with hearty portions of Yukon gold potatoes and firm, meaty freshwater cod. If freshwater cod is new to you, perhaps you'll remember its other Northwoods names. 
burbot, or eel pout, which your friends at Cramwell's will simply shorten down to pout. Potato and pout chowder is a hot and hearty soup that will remind you of your favorite New England-style fish chowders, but this time with a cabin country twist. Firm, meaty white pieces of fish meld their flavors with fresh butter and the whole milk you add when preparing a can of potato and pout. A delicious and satisfying fish chowder you'll be proud to put on your family table. If you're fresh in off a cold morning grouse hunt, sat alongside the tip up on the ice, there's nothing more satisfying than a hot bowl of Cramwell's potato and pout. Potato and pout really is a soup that eats like a meal. Put several cans in your pantry today. Cramwell soups are good to eat. All right, we're back with Train King Ed Brewster. Ed Brewster, you bet. Well, we're, we're having a wonderful night Beautiful here in the Oakdale night. Studios, uh, slowly ending crimson sunset. Uh, how's the weather there in the north of the Twin Cities area? It's so pretty. Oh, boy. Uh, hmm. Well? Well, thanks for joining us tonight, Ed. Um, yeah, hail and hearty thank you to Ed Brewster. From the Lincoln Circle Model Railroad Association. Maybe we'll try Ed another evening if he's uh, if he's more up to it. And, yeah, uh, possibly. Maybe, yeah, maybe so. I, maybe we... But if but if you're a fan of trains of all sizes and you wish to keep the romance of the railroad near you all the time, why not consider model railroading? One more thank you to Ed Brewster, and this is Fudd and Bjorn asking you to get on board. Start your own layout tonight and become a model railroader. And now, Real Adventures of the CCOA, the Cabin Country Outdoors Agents, featuring Officer Torgi Torgeson on his tireless efforts to maintain law and order in the unpredictable wilds of cabin country. Tonight's episode, Woodchucks. Yeah, well, I was pretty sure Minnesota didn't have bentonite issues like we did back in Colorado. I'm going to talk to that realtor as soon as I hang up with you. And with that, I heard a phone slam. That was a good old-fashioned landline handset. Wow, you don't hear many of those anymore. Brad Elliott had unloaded. On me. Of all people, on a cabin country outdoors agent. I didn't sell him that three-bedroom over on Horseshoe. I couldn't get a word in edgewise. Some folks put up with things that are particular to a specific area. Airplane noise. My aunt lived near the metro airport. Close enough that you had to stop talking to her on the phone when a plane went over. They moved to another part of the city and that noise started again. Now it was crosswind traffic. My aunt was shocked, if somewhat saddened. Here it was again. Deafening noise. My dad always said they should have checked the local noise reports before buying, and why buy so close to the airport again? Good old dad. All heart. Elliot had moved here from the Hogsback Ridge area on the outskirts of Denver. He'd moved for work, work that brought him to the Twin Cities. As a guy with a love for the outdoors, he had spent some of his hard-earned wages on an upper Minnesota lake place. He figured the foundational swells and dips of a Colorado's famed bentonite clay substrata were a thing of the past. Now he had a beautiful spot on Horseshoe Lake. And as the summer was proving to be a dry one, a distinct sinking was taking place on the eastern corner of his cabin. Bentonite. 
is altogether too well known to Coloradans. Bentonite. In heavy rains, it swells, creating heaves in the soil that raise up your foundational slab. In dry times, it contracts, and suddenly your home is sinking in spots. Elliot made no bones about it. Bentonite was something he was glad to get away from when leaving Colorado. And here it was again, shrinking in the drought and causing his foundation to sink. He couldn't believe it. Well, frankly, neither could I. Minnesota doesn't really have bentonite soils. And although his lake place had been built on a slab instead of on a basement, I knew there was something more to this story. 2.30 on a Wednesday afternoon. I put on the hat, adjusted the brim lower. I got in the truck and fired it up. I told Brad I'd come out and look at his place before he hollered at me and hung up. I understood his anger, but I hardly needed to be its target. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got out of the truck, I turned around, and I refilled my travel mug. Hot Arco. Black as the ace of spades. No sugar. Now I was ready to travel. It was a bit of a haul out to Horseshoe Lake. Not terribly far, but one of those trips that always felt longer than it really was. Strange, too. My wife always loved that stretch of highway. The old stone and whitewash fences. Tall trees and the well-maintained curbs. And out in the woods yet. Signs for the resorts, now the signs for family cabins. The small restaurant, nightclubs, the bait shops. They just kept popping up along this stretch. It seemed almost planned out, like a city planner of yesteryear had shown this sprawling resort community along County Road 3 how to properly prune red pines and build straight lake stone walls. Too towny for me, I guess. It just seemed to go on forever. Although maybe I was coming around. I liked the small batch coffee at the Northwoods. And their shiner tank was always free of dead minnows. Captain Martinez had gotten word of Brad Elliott's anger levels from others in the office, and he figured he'd better radio me. To argue what's going on with his Horseshoe Lake property at Elliott's. Captain, Elliott was pretty upset. He's from Colorado. Figured he'd gotten away from Bent Knight Foundation issues, I guess. Bought himself a Minnesota lake home and thought that Colorado stuff was all behind him. He's got a cabin corner that's sinking into the ground and cracking the slab. Want some type of restitution from the realtor, but insinuated heavily that I ought to come out and see it for myself. Maybe he sees me as backup in court. Cap, we don't have bent night in Minnesota. I know that, and you know that, but apparently he doesn't know that. Torgy, what do you suspect? What's your plan? Well, I'll give it a look, Cap. I've brought a long metal rod and my flashlight. I have a vague idea what it might be, but I'm going to hold the comments until I've seen his issue. Fair enough. I've got some thoughts on this too, Torgy. And frankly, I'm hoping you've got your service revolver with you. Well, since Jack the Ripper, I've always got it with me, Cap. It's on my hip. Load that weapon, Torgy, and do what you see fit at Elliot's property. I've even been looking over historical plats, wondering if they've ever built an old well or deep culvert. It doesn't seem to make much sense. It's a head-scratcher, Torgy. Upon arriving at Brad Elliot's lake home, I pulled in the driveway and stopped the truck. I got out and had a long look at the lake home. Sure enough... There was a dip in the corner and some cracks running up the siding. I didn't get to think about it long before Elliot came out. His rage was now a slow-simmering sarcasm. Well, glad you could make it, officer. The local police redirected me to the fire department, then they passed me on to you. So can you help me out here or not, or is this a matter for the county courts? I don't buy property if I'm told it's on uneven ground. But of course I wasn't told that. I'm angry enough right now to go into that realty office and throw a few roundhouses. I don't think that'll be necessary, Mr. Elliot. I know Bob Jacobson over at North Star. He wouldn't try to cheat you. Something's up. We'll get to the bottom of it. Let me have a look. Uh, Fair enough, but 
If you don't have an answer for me today, I'm going to call my lawyer. I grabbed the rod and the flashlight from the bed of the truck. The corner that looked to be sagging and breaking away was to my left. I still had plenty of afternoon light, but I needed light for seeing under the slab. My outdoors agent sense was lighting up. This was a critter, not a layer of clay. We don't have bentonite issues in Minnesota. We do have black bears, raccoons, and marmots. I had a vague idea where this sagging slab issue might be headed. You know, Mr. Elliott, you lived in Colorado. Did you spend any time up in the mountains while you were there? Yeah, I'm a fly fisherman. There are a lot of great streams and creeks along the highways. What's your point? You ever run into marmots, Mr. Elliott? Woodchucks in the local parlance? Yeah. Is that the issue here? Have a look under the slab, Mr. Elliott. I pointed out the tunnels. I pointed out the bedding that had been hauled into the furthest reaches of the tunnels, as far as my light would reach. This was classic woodchuck invasion. I'd have figured a native Coloradan would have known this. Turns out he was just angry. Maybe work wasn't going so well. Trouble at home. The bass were eluding his neon jig. I don't know. I set him up with the following suggestions. When woodchucks are a problem, use ammonia spray or over-the-counter coyote urine. Both will do the job with cleaning the marmots out. Plant lavender, basil, thyme, or mint near the foundation of your place. It will serve as a first line of repellent against the cute but destructive marmot, or woodchuck if you will. Check your foundations routinely, specifically if you live near stands of open forests or woods. Woodchucks are always looking for a warm and safe place to bed down at night, and perhaps over the winter if you're truly unlucky. And if worse comes to worse and the ammonia won't send woodchucks packing, live traps are always an option. Trap them and move them, as my uncle used to say. My other uncle would have said, clean your 22 and put it to work. But that's another story for another day. Join us for the next exciting episode of Real Adventures of the Cabin Country Outdoors Agency right here on Cabin Country. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Woodchucks. Woodchucks. Torgy fully loaded that weapon and... Torgy? <laughs> I'm fully loaded. Torgy, fully load that weapon and do what you see. And do what you see fit to do at Elliot's pro... Ah, damn it, Torgy, I can't get word out edgewise. I've even been looking over historical plats. Plates, excuse me, I've even been... Plats. Plats. I've even been looking over historical plates. Plats. For the love of God, Torgy. This is... <laughs> Oh, glad you could get here. Glad you could get here, officer. The local police for... Oh, for God's sake. Well, glad you could get here, officer. The local police redirected me. And... <laughs> this time of year, Fudd, there's some classics around our household that we love to kind of throw on and we don't even have to throw them on. I've got them on DVD again kid you know younger people are like DVD <laughs> CDs and what DVDs in the heck is it? this is an old fashioned but, show but you don't have to look real hard on cable to find any of these or YouTube but you know the old Alistair Sims Scrooge you know the oh, Christmas yeah. Carol right uh, that type of thing and and uh, it's a wonderful life things like that mm-hmm. you know miracle on Thirty fourth Street. Maybe sure. I I will not tell a lie here, but I still haven't seen that movie. I I don't know if I've ever seen. I, that I have not. I have not. So the, the Christmas Carol. Yeah, and especially that old 
black and white Sims. I, I love I love Alistair Sims' version of, of uh-huh. But at one point, with the ghost of Christmas present, and they're looking all over, you know, he's hang on to my robe and we'll fly all over the place. And at one point, they're out there looking at a crew having a holiday dinner down in the hold of a ship that's being tossed out in the open Atlantic and the freezing weather and all this kind of stuff. And all I could think was, is Duluth Harbor still open? Uh-huh. Are there still ships coming into Duluth? Right. I mean, it's got to be cold. There's got to be some ice on the lake at this point. And I'm wondering, you know, I, maybe some of our fans from Duluth or listeners or yeah. agitated, like angry show haters might chime in and say, hey, yeah, here's a report, you know, it, They've closed. It's not a but. I just looked online about it, and it looks like there's a lineup of ships oh. still due to come in over the next week. Oh, really? Um, including, and I, I hope it was just a Lakes Report kind of lineup. Uh, you know, here are the ships that are due in Duluth Harbor soon. One of them, interestingly enough, was called the John Munson. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my like, gosh. I wonder if uh, our, huh. our you know, does one of our favorite new standards had any idea yeah. there's a Great Lakes liner named after huh. after him? Or perhaps it's a different John Munson. And then another ship that was due to come in, built in the 50s, the Arthur Anderson. Uh-huh. Now, does that name strike any memories? Arthur Anderson. Well, yeah. not with me. You're the historian. I think I could be wrong, but I, I think that may have been the ship that was the last to see the uh, the fits before oh, it disappeared really? yeah wow yeah, yeah. made Ooh, it I'm made sure it in right. made it into port but uh i believe it was the arthur anderson that was hmm. uh you know f- kind of following the fitzgerald and, and they were back and forth like how are you doing we're holding our own you know this kind yeah, of stuff yeah. and then all of a sudden lights gone no further reports oh my gosh so wow it's still still up and running and might be might be headed might be duluth bound here fud Wow. Through the chilled waters of Big Gitch coming into Duluth Harbor. I thought I saw something on the website that said it was it was either carrying limestone or was going to pick up a load of limestone. Something along those lines. Limestone, dear limestone. Yes, indeed. Wild stuff. The Arthur Anderson. So, hmm, who knows? You know, or maybe another ship was built and given that moniker. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I, I think it's kind of tradition, isn't it? That when when a ship has a name, you don't generally give that same name to another vessel. Well, I, I imagine think, not. I think it's, it's kind of considered almost bad luck, I think, but uh, all I could think was, like, boy, if it's the holidays are coming and you're out there, you know, crewing a, a big Great Lakes freighter, I bet that's a, a chilly, chilly time. Yes. Oh chilly time. Hopefully. Nothing like being on the big water Oh, and the cold days of... Perhaps the gales of December come slashing. Right. I, I don't know, but that would... That would be that'd be frightening stuff. I keep thinking back to Helmer Akvik saying, well, never mind, the water's so cold, you're not going to... You go in, you're not coming back out, you know? Yeah, I, I, that black and white Christmas carol and the, mm-hmm. those guys down in the hold and rocking back and forth in the cold waters of the North Atlantic and they're trying to eat their meager holiday gruel. And all I like to think was, what's it like out on Superior or Michigan yeah. or Erie, you know, one of those big steel... Or boats kind of cruising along. I'm, I hope the water's calm. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Yeah. Now is not the time for 20-foot waves and right. ice coming over the the hatches. Oh, that just oh, yes. it sounds... I, there's cold, and then there's, like, Lake Superior yeah. November, December cold. You know, get out yeah. there and check the 
the, the, the main hatchways and hook yourself in, you know, care about, oh my goodness gracious, yeah. that's, that's got to be just chilling to the bone, you know, I can't imagine. I keep uh, thinking of our Helmer Okvik, yep. you know, the yep. the hero of... Uh, fried Chicken Larson. Fried, <laughs> fried Chicken Larson. <laughs> fried Chicken Larson. One of these days we'll get to the bottom of who was exactly right. Fried, fried Chicken, chicken Larson. Larson. Okay. But uh, he he made it seem like it wasn't a bit... You know, well, he said it was cold. I'll tell you, it was cold. Oh, it was said. cold. Yeah, sure. I'll tell you. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that was him putting it... Uh, oh, this is nothing. It was quite a beautiful night, he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a nice... Uh, Scenery there at night. The moon was so beautiful. <laughs> Amidst the ten-foot swells, I'm just looking yes. at the moon. Well, there's nothing to do here. <laughs> While I'm chipping the ice off. Right. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, cold. Wow. Cold days. Well, yeah. So, allegedly, you know, I talked to a friend at work today who grew grew up in Duluth and said, no, I think that port stays open until the ice is thick. Uh-huh. So there might still be the vessels coming in, the lift bridge going up, and... Excellent. People sitting there at the various watering holes along Canal Park, kind of watching the big ships come in and thinking, hmm, will that be the last one for the season? And do they or don't they have holiday lights on their, oh, right. on their uh, you know, rigging or whatever? I have no idea. I don't know. It would be interesting. It would be very interesting. But that's interesting to think about. One more conversation here, Fudd, that uh, I was having with uh, a good friend of ours to the show who will remain nameless at this point because uh, he'll remain nameless. But oh, uh, right. A mystery man he, he, or a woman? A couple of us were talking back and forth, just kind of joking, not, not talking so much as texting back and forth with kind of comical holiday, could-be, would-be careers. Instead of what you're doing, and one said, I'd like to volunteer to be a mall Krampus. And uh, <laughs> be what the, the sort of that? Well, Krampus is uh, kind of a... Ne'er do well holiday spirit that uh, apparently back in in the European days of old would sort of make the lives of naughty children not very nice around uh-huh. this time of year. Try to whip them and, into shape. Uh, oh, bad bad things might be coming your way, and the Krampus is is kind of frightening. And well, I think I mentioned this maybe in years past on the show, but talking about my, you know my grandparents were farmers, mm-hmm. both sets way out west. Uh, in the where it seemed like it was always cold and there was eight feet of snow, you know, and right. I, I'm not sure, but I remember driving the grandparents home once to the farm in Kensington, the Runestone town, right? <laughs> yeah. And getting them inside their farmhouse, and lo and behold, Grandpa had forgotten to turn off the water in the upstairs bathroom, and he had what looked like, uh, you know, a frozen Minnehaha Falls in the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, this isn't going to be good. I'm going to have to thaw out these pipes. Oh, my my goodness. But they would talk about, and I said to these guys, well, you want to be Krampus at the mall, that's fine, but I'm going to be a Eula book this year. And I got a resounding round of, say what? Yeah, come come again. Uh, Yeah, from from the the two of these guys. And uh, I said, well, in in the Scandinavian tradition, the Swedes, the Norse, the Danes, you know, you you dressed up kind of like a holiday clown spirit, and uh, visited visited. Already. I don't know how they got around. If they were on sleighs, if they were driving the old Ford trucks, or what they were doing, but they'd go from farm to farm, and park far enough away that you couldn't see their vehicle, and then come up around the house, you know, around the twenty fourth, twenty fifth of December, while it was kind of twilight, kind of getting dark, and they just start banging on the windows and staring in. And, nose breathing up these big clouds of ice all over the you know 
My mom talked about being a little girl on this farm out in Kensington, terrified of these people. Oh my! Not a, who gosh. are these weirdos? You know, and clowns. Come on. <laughs> yeah, nothing says the holidays like a scary clown banging on your window, <laughs> right. nose breathing up a an ice patch. But uh, I said, yeah, and then you know they've got to let you in and give you a treat, and if they don't, then you really go medieval on people, and it gets real ugly. <laughs> oh like, my gosh! Wow. Happy holidays from farm country. The Eula books are here. Eula books. Either clean your shotgun and fill it with bacon rind and rock salt or uh, <laughs> just lock the door. I don't know what you get the dog out. I'm not quite sure. But. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, well, what's the... Bizarre tradition. You know? you know, there's always an element of, you know, the ghost stories somehow oh, yeah. in well, yeah. Christmas. It's, you know? There'll be uh, scary ghost stories, stories and tales of the glories. And I'm Christmas like, is Who long tells long ghost stories on right. Christmas? What are you yeah. talking about? But I guess once upon a time, back in the day, apparently in merry old England, that was yeah. quite a thing. You told some ghost stories and wow. roasted apples and nuts on the fire and... Weirdos dressed like clowns banged on your glass and tried to get in your house. Although that England, I guess that wouldn't have been more of a Nor- Norse thing, but uh, very well, in strange. The, in the ideas, deep midwinter, yeah. I, I think of that as being much more scary than like an oh, October yes. Halloween. Right. To me, that's the cozy apple, hot apple cider and pumpkins and right. cinnamon and oh, right. look at the kids trick-or-treating. Candy but and we got this, the pumpkins full of candles. But Eulabrook. Eulabrook coming to bash uh, you. Oh, yeah. Uh, leering, you know, leering strange scratching clown on the, man is, ah, what gonna get, get him away. <laughs> wow. Let, let Rocky the dog out, you know. I mean, I yeah, know. you're out in the middle of nowhere. Oof, that's Wow. Ish. Coming to a theater near you. I, I don't know. It sounds like an idea that hasn't been tapped yet. <laughs> New from uh, M. Night Shyamalan, or whatever right. his name is. Yulebook. <laughs> ah! <laughs> this is horrible. It's a new Rob uh, Zombie happy offering. holidays. Oh, no. Everybody. Oh, wow. no. I don't know. Well, maybe this is a good opportunity now that we're both nervous, thinking about oh, yeah. weird people banging on the windows and trying to get in the Oakdale Studios here. Maybe we... Oh, yeah. Hand it over to John for a second and uh, yeah. hear a word or two from a couple of our sponsors. Sounds like a good plan. GSPN is proud to announce the holiday recording session that is bound to become a holiday favorite for the whole family. Do you hear what I hear? The Cabin Country Holiday Album. Bud Klugman and Bjorn Lloydstad are joined by YouTube sensations Billy and Johnny as they offer up their favorites from the season of peace on earth and goodwill towards all. You'll hear such seasonal offerings as... Simply building a deck with a screened in porch. The ode to turning on the water at the cabin during winter break. I'll bring the army freeze and crank up the heat. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Find the hunter in his stand to his pal. Do you hear what I hear? The rollicking holiday tune keeps them twisting near the eggnog, Aluminum Dock. Aluminum, aluminum, aluminum dock. Aluminum steps and aluminum planks. The favorite of old Blue Eyes fans everywhere. Oh, by gosh, by golly. It's, it's the, the last, last of, of my, my frozen, frozen walleye. 
Tasty pheasants and Christmas presents and pheasants, 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 pheasants and pheasants. Button Bjorn's seasonal ode to Gull River Bass Fishing. Which rolled all our favorite bay. Lake Weeks near near the top. The prop got one a million times and soon a more stop. Jingle bells, jingle all the way. And the holiday oh. classical favorite from Peter Tchaikovsky, Mallard Dance. <laughs> Holidays only come once a year, but you can keep the embers glowing all year long. Do you hear what I hear? The Cabin Country Holiday Album. Available on all your favorite MP3 sources, as well as on CD and cassette and 8-track tape at all Fiber Stop stores in the Cabin Country area. And don't forget, they make great Christmas gifts for that outdoors person in your family. Well, in the seasonal tradition of good holiday tales, here's a could-be, would-be tale from the world of Fudd Klugman, Holidays at the Cabin. What might it look like, Fudd? Well, we thought it'd be so great to have a family holiday at the cabin. Temperatures were supposed to be unseasonably warm for late December, and the cousin had done us the solid of making sure the road cut through the woods was clear, not too much snow on the ground around the cabin, and the road and the driveway were free of snow altogether. Dad and bro had done some serious wood cutting, and there were the electric heaters. It would be cold at night, but not too frigid for such hardy souls as us. And it was a holiday at the cabin. How many years had we talked about being able to make this happen? Suggested 30 to 40 degree days and no snow in sight made this year the special one. Between the four or five staying in the cabin itself and three or four out in the shop, heaters running and electric blankets plugged in, everyone was accounted for and should be warm enough even though noses might get cold in the morning. A small price to pay, surely. Fires in the fire ring to ward off the outside cold. Warm enough, mostly, in both shop and cabin. The glow of lights across the river, the winter wail of the train horn almost seemed to be too well scripted. A turkey and some sides fit nicely in the oven. The other offerings could be heated on burners or in crockpots. Fancy heavy-gauge paper plates would take the place of dishes as the water was shut off for the winter. The plates could be burned in the fire ring. No big deal. Other dishes, however, would require heating water on the stove and then dumping that water in the fire ring or out across the road, as long as it wasn't too chunky. And arguably the biggest deal, the call of nature. We would need a honey bucket full of river water each time we needed to flush. I had done my due diligence earlier and powered through the ice on the gull with my new lithium-powered auger. I'd go out every so often and clear ice from the hole. I will admit that after a few hours of housekeeping and building warming, I was ready for a side trip into the woods. And honestly, we needed a small tree for this event. One that could fragrance the cabin and not take up the entire bay window once we moved the TV. A tree of no more than two or three feet high would be the order of the day, and the axe was waiting for me in the shed. I laced up my boots and headed out the door. I'm guessing it was around 3.30 or so. 
The sun was starting to sink, and the air was refreshingly cold after the crowded cabin. There was not much snow covering the dry leaves on the ground, but what there was offered a satisfying crunch. Long shadows among the gold as I strode into the trees off the road. The axe felt light in my hands, and given the size of the tree I was looking for, I would have probably been better served with my sweeter saw. No matter. This felt somewhat freeing. I walked about 100 yards into a fairly thick section of forest. The light was still creating golden patterns on the leaves along the ground. Off in the distance, the drumming of a confused grouse. It was December, friend. Not your best drumming time. This was a good patch of woods. Plenty of young balsam firs all around me, and most three feet tall at best. I stopped and lit my pipe. There, about five feet away from me, was the perfect specimen. Maybe because it was straight as an arrow, and possibly because the waning rays of sun were lighting it up. I almost wondered if I shouldn't be hearing an angelic chorus. I took another draw off my pipe and set down the axe to get a better grip on it. This would only take two or three good strikes to come down. Something this small could also become part of a bon voyage fire following our first cabin holiday. But suddenly I smelled a different type of pipe tobacco. Or was it cigar smoke? Whatever it was, it wasn't mine. I began to wonder if I was being joined by another local out looking for the perfect tree. I realized there was a scotch pine stump next to me, three feet away. Seemed like the right thing to do to sit down. I was just the smallest bit woozy. Had Grand Avenue blend gotten stronger since I last bought it? It sure seemed the same. Now there were voices. Not very loud, but voices. And some fairly thick accents. More of the smoke. I believe it was cigar smoke. Through the woods were coming a group of men. They were strapping fellows with suspenders and heavy work clothes. The hairstyles seemed a bit outdated, and I thought I'd better keep my opinions to myself if they came over for a chat. Happy holidays, guys, I offered. Not yelling, but loud enough to be heard. They seemed not to hear me. Axes and saws were over their shoulders, or they appeared to be headed home. I'm guessing there were about seven of them. The party seemed to be bathed in what I'd almost call sepia tone, like an old photograph. Some carried felling axes, others carried broad axes or buck saws. As one turned to the other and had a fresh cigar lit for him, I noticed the facial hair, long beards, or a couple with what appeared to be handlebar mustaches. Those not wearing stocking caps had hair parted down the middle and close-cropped. The sepia tone surprised me. It was just barely discernible and somewhat unnatural, but not frightening. As I leaned forward and looked closer, I realized now that these lumbermen were slightly translucent. I could partially see right through them. What chatter I overheard sounded like the speech of the turn of the century. There was discussion of what would be on the table tonight at camp, how hard today's work was, and thank God it was the end of the work week. The one leaned on an axe haft like it was a walking stick and talked about going back to Chicago once this allotment was cut. His conversation partner exhaled a plume of smoke and nodded knowingly. The group slowly began to move on again after more pipes were lit, still vaguely see-through. The gent near the back yelled, Holidays, boys. I'm going to bring a tree back. I say he yelled, but it sounded distant and fading. As he raised his axe, I stood and joined him, raising mine. We were probably forty feet apart, but he was becoming less present with each passing swing and each passing moment. My tree was cut in three swings. His sepia hemlock was older 
and though his axe blows made almost no noise, it cracked and fell after half a dozen blows from his axe. I grabbed the balsam fir I'd cut by the thin trunk and looked upward toward my spectral companion. "'Hey, happy holidays!' I yelled again. While the rest of this party had seemed not to take notice of my presence, this fellow turned his head in my direction. While he knelt to grab the fresh-cut trunk, he smiled and raised a leather-gloved hand in greeting. Then he promptly dissolved into the now-deepening shadows of the woods. The cigar and pipe smoke was trailing off into the trees as well. I shook my head and smiled. The fresh sap of the thin balsam trunk stuck to my gloves. I began the short walk back to the cabin. I wondered at what I had just been party to, and I hoped that in their world, those lumberjacks were about to sit down to a grand holiday feast. As I crossed the road coming out of the woods, I could smell roasted turkey before I saw the lights glowing in the cabin, and the firing was blazing for those who loved a fire. For all the wonder of this unusual holiday gathering, my thoughts were already turning to the tracker boat in the water. Oh well, be where your feet are, right? Okay, welcome back to Cabin Country again. Yes, uh, indeed. This is our 40th episode, our kind of a big 40 holiday big season season offering. And uh, folks, I have to admit that Bjorn and I were just uh, recording for about 25 minutes here. And then I looked down and saw that the recorder was still blinking on pause. <laughs> There's some 20 minutes yeah. of podcast brilliance. It was brilliant. Lost. You just missed the just best. Gone. There was that we we've ever done. Soul and it's searching, lost forever. <laughs> Holiday tales, gut wrenching, ghost stories, thoughts of yesteryear, long the years scent ago, popping chestnuts. Oh, not there. Anyway, well, here's where we uh, we started. Um, last last uh, year at this time, we kind of gave a shout out to all of our listeners because Cabin Country extends far beyond the borders of. Minnesota here. We've got a lot of listeners all over the the United States we and do. also in some other countries. So give them their due and yeah. wish them a happy holidays and wish a big you happy holidays thank you and yes from the fire ring of the Gull River without a right. doubt without a doubt. Thanks for turning us on and Listen. having us uh, chatter in your ear for a while. But uh, a Bjorn, why don't you start us off? Well, I we we all know. I mean, there's a fair number of listeners, supporters, and. And uh, contributors here in the greater Twin Cities area. Yeah. Always grateful to all those wonderful fans, but uh, surprise, surprise. Some other towns and cities come to name. Uh, Council Bluffs, happy holidays and thank you to those in Fredericksburg. That could be Iowa, Texas, or Virginia, or all of the above. Uh, (laughs) Listeners in Milton, listeners in Lodi, Duluth, New Haven, New York, Winona, Cedarburg, Mequon. Mequon? Mequon. Why not? St. Cloud, Teaneck, Tucson, Arvada, Brooklyn, oh my gosh, Charlotte, Colchester, Dallas, Denver, Fargo, Hopkins, Middletown, Salinas, Chicago, Downers Grove, Harrisburg, 
Marquette, South Bend, and Walnut Creek. Fudd, take it away. Then we've got Ashburn, Burnsville, Dover, Geneva, Houston, Lakeville, Oakdale, Omaha, Pasadena, Richardson, The Bronx, Bronx. Albert Lee, Anaheim, Ashland, Atlanta, Attleboro, Aurora, Bellingham, Berenfield, Bergenfield, Bergenfield. I'm sorry about that. There we go. Wouldn't wouldn't be a shout out if if Fudd didn't mess one up here. (laughs) So thanks, Bergenfield and Boston. Uh, Camillus, Mm -hmm. Cooksacky. Cooksacky, that's where my brother is, actually. Is that right? Another brother is, nice. yes. indeed. So, hello and happy holidays out there. Detroit, Eden Prairie, Elizabeth, Forest Lake, Fort Worth, Glenrock, and Howell. Also, happy, happy holidays to our listeners and supporters in Jordan, Lafayette, Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Lawton, Medford, Merrill, New Philadelphia, New Richmond, Newark, or Nork. As we used to say when we'd land the planes, right? Uh, Northfield, Oakland, peculiar. <laughs> How about that? Uh, Philadelphia, Plover, Port Charlotte, Roanoke, Rochester, Rosemount, San Francisco, San Jose, Sarasota, Shelby, Sheryl's Ford, Sonora, South Lyon, Star, Sykesville, Warner Robins, West Covina. And if we're going to take things across the ocean, Fudd. Radio. Well, before going across the ocean, let's just look up to our, our friends in Canada. Friends to the north, indeed. Big happy holiday Provinces. to our friend B.J. Thomas up there. B.J. Thomas. <laughs> B.J. Thomas. Hooka chaka, hooka chaka. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's... Uh, <laughs> I hooked on a feeling. <clears throat> a holiday heartwarming hello to B.J. Thompson. Yes. Canadian listenership, we thank you. Yes, indeed. We thank you. And then uh, way down under in Australia. Oh, indeed. And uh, in the United Kingdom and Germany, the Netherlands, the Philippines. Have some balut this holiday and think about about cabin country. Right here. And we dare not forget our listenership in Ireland. That's right, Ireland. Just good to to, to hear so many listeners from so, so many... Yes. Places far afield, and I hope uh, hope you continue to stay with us, because we really enjoyed bringing you the show. And Yes, indeed. Hoping uh, maybe a few more, the mighty Irish, yes. the Australians, the Filipinos, oh, yeah. please, you know, share the wealth. Share some stories. We want to hear from right. you. Send them in. Cabincountrypod at gmail.com. Right. We or... would love to read your cabin country tales, cabin yeah. country stories from the Philippines or... Australia or Germany that just sounds amazing yeah that would be so cool that would be great just to hear about yeah cabin country tales all over without a doubt thank you once again to Chan Poling and John Munson for the use of their great songs thank you to Stan Tequila and Adventure Publications for the use of his excellent nature recordings thanks also to Larry Sigmund of Lake Supply Co for his great design work another thanks and shout out to Matt Crock near Seattle, whose brand new book, The Field Guide to Dumb Birds of the Whole Stupid World, is now available. And once again, thanks to all our listeners out in cabin country for hanging with us by the fire. Have a happy and healthy holiday season, and we'll see you next year. Ho, ho, ho. Happy ho!
Fadis from Bajorn and Fad. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.